<laughs> dude, that, dude, that caught me off guard. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> Bro. Let's do it to it. <laughs> this is the dad section. I forgot that those channels had like they played like cartoons. It was like before like seven o'clock in the morning. That was the thing. So it was like a preschool, like before school thing. And then after all the kids left for school, that's when all those channels switched back over. Like CBS would like play the news and shit. After that, that would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that, it would like it was like I forgot that that was like a thing. I only ever saw that on like Saturdays when I cruised extra channels. Oh, what should I call it? I I was kind of I would say I was like a split, like I I uh, I was a a big split between Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. I think I liked more overall programs on Cartoon Network, like watching just more over and over again. But I was such a sucker for SpongeBob that like it was like I was always gonna spend like if SpongeBob was on Nickelodeon was taking precedent. That's just kind of how it was. But I'd say like. Pound for pound, like content for content, I was probably picking Cartoon Network over over Nickelodeon. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. Yeah.
think I remember that Rugrats episode, actually. I actually very vividly remember that. I'm not even Jewish. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's that all sounds right. That all sounds very familiar. I will say, kind of like, just to gum sit a little bit on your point too, how you kind of like, had like those networks that like you kind of switched on and off of based on just like what like if you wanted something more wholesome. I do also like very vividly remember. I know I don't know if this like was something that people remember either, but like I had a we had a cable package that like in like the the channel list it had like Cartoon Network, there was Disney Channel, the Nickelodeon was right, here, but right there in the middle slated was Boomerang that would always have like the old school like Tom and Jerry for the Flintstones and like. Though, like, you know, Wile E. Coyote, the Jetsons, like, all all that type of shit. And every so often, it wasn't like, a, I wouldn't say it was a regular, but that would always kind of be my dark horse. It'd be like, let's go listen, let's go watch whatever outlandish shit, you know, Roadrunner's getting into today. Like, let's go check it out. I feel like that needs to be reminded, like, to the, to the audience to the today. Yeah. I think, I think you also got to remember too that like, because of like how we consume like cartoons or shows or whatever, what it is now when you want to watch something, like it's so easily accessible to watch like a specific show. So like if your kid loves Paw Patrol, like you can throw that show on for 12 hours straight and there's really nothing stopping you from doing so versus like on Saturday morning or like on before school you had time when we were kids it's like if you wanted to watch SpongeBob it, you had to be there at the right time on programming to watch said program and if SpongeBob wasn't on that morning or just wasn't on the slot you were watching a different network and that's just like how it was it wasn't like you know I could go to some online site to go watch make sure I was getting my morning dose of SpongeBob it was like no maybe today's a Hey Arnold day or like today's a Rugrats day or whatever it was like so it was it was a little bit of a different way to watch TV. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know you don't know what sad is, little boy. <laughs> those shows still taught you stuff it was just like I felt like 90s and 2000s cartoons were not afraid to like 
get dark with it. Like, they didn't have to teach you a little, the lesson of, like, you should always learn to share. It was like, no, people die, kids. Like, you're going to you're gonna have to go through life and figure some shit out. And, like, there were some TV show episodes that, like, hit you in the face with that. It was just, a, like, no matter what it was, it was, like, and anime is a perfect example. It's, like, it's just, like, it'll still teach you shit, like, but it just, it's not going to be what, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick getting into some hijinks, to tell you that much, like, Mm-hmm. I also always liked how many, like, weird, like, like, if you rewatch some of these shows, how, like, blatantly inappropriate jokes that writers were able to slip in that they knew damn well no child would ever catch in their right mind, but the parents would be like, oh, that was so for me. Like, <laughs> just, like, so casually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, and I just, I, I'm like, I'm kind of in both camps a little bit here, because while I agree, like, especially, like, in our time era, like, the way that cartoons evolved through, like, specifically our age group on this podcast, like, as it went from going from, like, going from Nickelodeon into, like, you know, that little Simpsons era in the middle that goes straight into your Family Guy South Park phase, and now you're into Rick and Morty and, like, and beyond, Right. And that's like a very clear progression, you know, and you can, it's really hard not to see like the causation with that. Like kids that people that really loved, you know, Dexter's lab and fucking courage, the cowardly dog wound up watching, you know, a lot more South Park and Rick and Morty. Right. Like just weird shit, you know? So like it, it there's, there's definitely that like to it. But the only reason I, I'm maybe not in that camp is because I still see newer generations that are coming of age that maybe weren't necessarily as involved in cartoons the way that we were or consumed them differently still growing up to like those adult cartoons later in life 
and, and whatnot. And so, like, it's, I think it's still just a little bit of a product of, like, writers are, are still doing a good job in some of these shows of making something that is animated and cartoon-heavy and cartoon-specific, like, so well-written and well-produced. Like, you, you watch, I mean, modern-day South Park in the past, like, five years, I mean, it is bone-chillingly just, like, you know, in your face, like, telling you about today's problems that happened, like, last week. It is written in the funniest way fucking possible and will, like, all uh, apply to anybody's lives that are over the age of 18, you know? So, it's it's something that, like, it's hard to say that it's necessarily generational, that it's, like, a causation thing from what we were exposed to because I do feel like these new shows that are new to audiences that are yeah, that are coming out are still doing so well in their own right. No. I do like the idea that like basically the people who liked it when it weren't wasn't cool grew up and basically became influential enough and loud enough to either make new content to to bring it, to make it cool or like yeah just basically like 
the the guys who you know it's like, it's like the idea of like the guy who was the geek and studied computers in you know in elementary school and stuff grew up to own a fucking tech company type of concept right like that's that's the kind of the idea there behind that and there's definitely got to be something there within that kind of causality as well it's just it's a very interesting situation because you brought it up like where there was always even like these you know Warner Brothers Looney Tunes type cartoons beforehand that before our era but i think you hit on the head there with like the 90s was like this random boom in animation i think the simpsons kicked it off can we agree on that i think the simpsons was the og age of animation is different now this was like the first one is like we're doing this shit in a whole other way it's going to be a whole nother audience and this is going to where kind of it kind of kicked off i think like most eras of tv you can usually cornerstone the simpsons to be like the start of a major trend Yeah, 100%. Tom and Jerry walked so Simpsons could run and so that, you know, South Park and Family Guy could kick the door off the hinges kind of shit, yeah. 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 Yeah, you either have to market the item as, like, an adult-specific show and go full board, like, like a BoJack Horseman or a Rick and Morty, right? Like, you either have to, like, fully corner yourself that way or pull all the way back to, you know, a true child show. Like, there's no middle ground. Like, there's no Codename Kids Next Door. There's no Dexter's Lab. There's no fucking Curses Cowardly Dog. Like, that, that, like, middle ground doesn't exist kind of thing even the even as edgy as like hey arnold might get you know what i mean that's not 
it's just not going to be, you're not going to be able to live in that middle space anymore, I feel like. Yeah. It's true. Really? Oh, shit. They've, they've made, like, assumptions about that in the past, about, like, about Spongebob and, like, his sexuality and stuff like that and whatnot. But they've also, like, done, like, a lot of other things with other cartoons. Like, you remember that those cartoons at that time, like, the part of the reason they did serve such a, such a huge purpose is because of, like, these weird, deep meanings that, like, were implicit that they, talk, they talked about. Where, like, even something like Winnie the Pooh being exclusively about mental health, you know, and, like, the Rugrats basically being, like... Angelica's like internal like fucked up like mind trip and stuff like that based on like her past trauma that she's manifesting these other families and stuff like that that the things that they did that people like those were allegedly allegedly in all of these alleged allegedly the the Winnie the Pooh one's the only one that's confirmed there but like the the uh the other shit like that are in some of these shows that people like kind of dug deep into is just like. They had pretty deep meaning, even though they didn't have to be, like, either just, like, very basic kid, you know, shows or over-the-top raunchy. They were able to live in that middle space and, like, talk about tough shit. Winnie the Pooh thing is they said that basically each character in Winnie the Pooh represents, like, a different form of, like, mental health issue. That, like, like, Igor is, like, depression and, like... You know, that Winnie is, like, anxiety. And, like, you know, that, like, they all, like, represent, like, different types of mental health disorders. That, like, and that's their interaction is, like, essentially, like, your mind and the way that it interacts with itself. And, like, that kind of thing. That's basically what the entirety of the the show is. And that was, that was confirmed by writers. That, like, that was what they were, like, going for. That was, like, the inspiration for each character. Yeah. The Rugrats one is a, is a theory, yeah. Yeah, the Rugrats one is a theory. I think part of the reason... I think part of the... I think part of the reason for that, though, is because, like... I think, like, if you're Nickelodeon right now, like, or if you're even if you're Cartoon Network right now, like, you're going to be hard-pressed and, like, kind of stressed to bring on a new show without a confirmed return, right? Because, like, I think in the, I think in the 90s and 2000s, like, because, like, children's cartoons in any capacity were only consumed on, like, three or four networks, they knew that, like, if something was a little edgy or was a little crazy or a little wacky... They knew, like, they'd get enough views on it to be like, okay, this is semi-worth, and if it's not, we'll get rid of it. Right now, I think just because not people aren't necessarily watching Nickelodeon for six hours straight or something like that, like, on like, network television, you're not necessarily taking that gamble on, like, a Hey Arnold or, like, something like that. Like, you're just not taking that risk. Yeah, they're playing video games or they're watching Netflix. Oh, it's shitty. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not good. Um, th- but that's definitely why. Like, 
100%. I also, I also feel like part of the problem is just like discoverability, right? Like how many times when you were watching cartoons in the 90s was it like you were watching the show you watched, right? You were watching SpongeBob. Let's just throw it out there, right? You were watching SpongeBob and the SpongeBob marathon ended, but you wanted to keep watching Nickelodeon and Hey Arnold came on. You maybe weren't necessarily someone who watched a lot of Hey Arnold or something or hadn't even watched it before, but then you watched it for the first time because it was just on after SpongeBob versus now, like if you were to try and discover something new, I feel like that's a harder option to do because you're not just scrolling through Netflix looking for new stuff as often as the way most people are like. <laughs> yes. You can watch the Yeah, it's it's just it's just so it's consumed so much differently. I just feel like it was done in such a different way. Fair. Sure, yeah. Watch DBZ abridged? I don't know if I have. Uh, oh, yes, I have. Okay. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it. And I will say DB, DBZ has to count because of way the way that Gums brought in Toonami earlier because that was that like DB like the that was like my intro to anime in any way shape and form was just reruns of Dragon Ball Z in the morning on Cartoon Network before I went to school and I didn't follow like it enough to like really know any of the lore behind Dragon Ball Z but man I just wanted to check in to watch some cool fucking Super Saiyan fights in the morning before I went to class that was just like. That was my intro to anime. That's all I really knew about it. Fair. Fair. Yeah, you can go really down that rabbit hole, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
As this could be its own podcast. Anime could be its own podcast for us. Wait, we've done an anime podcast, haven't we? Have we done an anime podcast? We haven't? That's... <laughs> Just go... <laughs> I'm sure we'll, we'll tell... We'll... <laughs> we need you to prop them up behind your guitars for when we do that episode, and so it's like in the background, ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh. <laughs> it was loaded, yes. <laughs> um yeah i i mean like i i was just i was such a spongebob nerd that it and it, that it, like i was just i loved listening to patrick star every morning kind of thing and that was also like just that era too it was like you know you and all your friends watched spongebob so you all knew patrick so it's like i was the friend named patrick so it's just like you kind of made the jokes everybody it was like kind of like that was like a, a big kind of part of my life in my childhood so like that has to be my character hands down even if it's necessarily maybe not my favorite character now looking back on it it's just like it was just too nostalgic for me yeah yeah but then I moved to a desert so I don't know what uh, part of the lore that was you know yeah I I'm on my Sandy Cheeks arc. Yeah, I'm on my Sandy Cheeks story arc. That's what I'm at. He killed off Pearl? No shot. Really? Ew, what the fuck? Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, that shit was on site. It's a great show. If I have to watch, if I had to watch one more fucking episode of the Harlem Globetrotters, though, I swear to God, like, fucking hell. You mean like talk? They they talk about streamers today. Talk about now about a content drought. Fucking Scooby Doo lived in like probably the golden age of content when it came to cartoons, and they used the same four ideas fifteen times over again. It worked every time, but goddamn, like.
Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll actually interject here with mine because mine was going to be Courage the Cowardly Dog. And weirdly enough, like, I watched a lot of the show and even when I was a kid. But I do think just, like, diving into my own inner psyche, I think that's why at an older age I don't fuck with horror genre really, like, at all. Is, is like, is that show. And I'm having, like, my own little, like, therapy session breakthrough right now as we're having this conversation. But, like... I think that's like kind of like a little bit of the precursor to that because like I, I'm I, I'm the resident guy on the podcast that everybody knows I am not a horror genre guy whatsoever and like I was into Halloween as a child for the candy and I'm into it for, as an adult for the booze so like it's uh it's pretty much the only reason that I, I vibe with that now uh, but I think for me it was Courage the Cowardly Dog I just think it was it was just so weird and creepy I I never fucked with it and I was like. Man, dude, I'm just writing this one out so I can watch Dexter's Lab. Come on. <laughs> Seth Seth wants so bad for me to be a horror buff and it's just not going to happen. Like it's just it's just Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Goosebumps, bro, yeah. Goosebumps was bad, yeah. Yes. Goosebumps was an exclusively like middle of the day lights got to be on. I got to know where the doors are at type of event in my household. That was like, that was a no for me, dog. I think they are too. I think I saw, I think I saw that as well. <laughs> Just want to throw that at the wall to see if it sticks. Like. Yes, yes. What were the what was the what was that one book too that was just chock full was like was it scary stories to tell in the dark or something like that? Um I remember that I got that book in like fifth grade or something like that. And that was another one. It's like I'm like I'm really rehashing all of the reasons why I'm not into horror shit right now. 
And it's like, I'm like reliving all of these memories for some fucked up reason, like right now. But yes, that was another one of the reasons that I was like, I remember these being scary as shit. The drawings that they had in that, in the that book that they would do for these stories. I'm like, should not be reading this as a fifth grader. And here I am like, here's what we're doing. Like, and I'm pretty sure I checked that out out of like my elementary school library. I'm pretty sure that was like, I got that there at school. Like, yeah, fair. Yeah. They're terrifying. <laughs> and you find out somebody colored him in, but they checked the book back in. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but it wasn't that of all the things to say. Like, Yeah. Underrated for sure. Fully underrated. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that one. So top five, purely adult adult rated shit, right? Like top five adult rated. My number one overarchingly by a long shot has probably got to be South Park. Um, I think South Park is just such a goaded show. Um, and that was kind of like just like they, they did, did it so raunchy for so long and then it got so topical later. I loved it. Um, and then I'll probably, man, what's my number two? This is where this gets tough because now I'm like picking like my cartoons trying to just like rate them one in front of the other because like ah, God because I think I think I'll probably go I'll probably go Archer Rick and Morty um mm-hmm. Archer Rick and Morty I'm three I got two more um shit probably throw it I'll probably give family guy number four just for the culture you know just because it's even then like that's still gotta be one that's in there and then I'll throw I'll throw the Simpsons in for the nostalgia kind of thing as like kind of an actually no I'm gonna scratch the Simpsons and I'm gonna throw in Bob's Burgers 
So that was I did always like Bob's Burgers. Yeah. Another great show. It's a newer one, isn't it? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's like pe people shit on Family Guy a lot because of the way that they do comedy and it's like just so like out there and random. But like it's it's really hard to argue that Family Guy isn't like just an iconic and goaded like uh animated TV show because it's something that can so easily just be thrown on in the background and it's like I don't have to be fully vested and I can still laugh and enjoy the show and understand what's happening at pretty much any point in time. So we'll always be popular in that sense. Yeah, I was going to say I already went. Uh, muted, boy. <laughs> bro, you threw it. Yeah, I was just going to say, bro, I... Aqua Teen Hunger Force, fucking Space Ghost, like, all day. Yeah, dude. I forgot. I, I should have thrown in some Adult Swim shows in there, actually. That was a good call on your end. That show was ridiculous. Show was ridiculous. Yeah. Thing is, thing is, I don't know. I still just kind of always go back to just like 
the idea of, and it's a dead idea. It will never really happen again. But like so much of why I watched any of the shows that we just mentioned was because I was watching something else that I knew about on the network before that show aired. Like in some, so it was such a, uh, and the, the adult swim shows were a prime example of that, of it being like, I'm watching, you know, codename kids next door and I maybe fell asleep on the couch or something and woke up and Aqua Teen Hunger Force was on. And that was, that's a prime example of how I found those shows. So it's like, I, I, I agree that you're like, yes, like let's get these shows on network so I can like binge watch them on a random Sunday or something like that just for shits. But like, I just don't see it necessarily working in the same way because like, that's just not how we found this content. It's like, I don't know if that works in the same way today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I wouldn't even necessarily call it as much as it is like censorship is now as just like these companies now have such a targeted idea of like, we know, like, it's like, you know, way that you min max in a video game, right? When in a video where it's like, I know specifically that this exact strategy is going to yield the highest return results humanly possible, no matter how many times I run it over and over again. So now what I do in content is just, they just min max content. They know I can pump out 15 shows that are essentially all the same premise over and over and over again, and I'm going to make the most amount of money with it, and I'm going to get the most amount of views on it. It's it's more of just like the, and you could say the exact same thing with the game industry too. Gone are the days of people being able to say like, you know, hey, I'm going to take a risk on this uh, indie game that might either just become the newest, greatest game of all time and ver- over something that I know will yield a pretty high return, maybe win an award or two and I'll get on with the thing. It's the same thing with shows. They're going to do the same thing over and over again because they know that they can't. They're not going to take a risk on these. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I completely agree. I completely agree with you. It's it's something that's it's wrong. Something's wrong with the platform for us, the viewer, not for them, the producer. So it's like, how do we find a way to get them to change the platform when we know that the current platform is just overly advantageous to them currently? You know, so that that, that becomes the weird project, and it's like. Like you can see it in movies too. What's making all the money? It's fucking Marvel movies because they know they can pump the same fucking movie out over and over again. So I think you're dead on. I think that that's just exactly what it is. You got to find a way to get them to change the content meta. Mm-hmm. 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 
Oh yeah. I mean that yeah, the OG Batman show was was fucking violent. Like that shit was super violent. Like Well, I, I don't think that's what they're getting at. I don't. I think that they're saying that they. I think from what I took from that personally was that they understand that they made more money putting the Good Place, The Office, Parks and Rec, and Community on Netflix and pumping out and Friends and shit like that, and just banking on people binge repeating the nostalgia of those said shows. Well, I think that, I don't know, but see, that's a weird thing, because when they brought all the animes onto Netflix, they saw a big surge, too. So that was all new. That's true, they did get rid of a bunch of them. Yeah. No. No. You're not. But even then, that does still circle back, though, to the same content, is that, is that, like, The Office killed on Netflix so well, because it did amazing on Fox on TV when it was on primetime TV. We don't have primetime TV slot anymore. And that was kind of the beauty of cable network TV was that a studio could say, the show we know is our bread and butter, the money maker, what we're going to do with it, that airs at 5 o'clock. We know that damn well that's where that's going to be. And that 5 to, to 7, 8 o'clock spot is all of our money. But then we could risk the shit at 11 o'clock at night. And we can go risk it at 4 in the afternoon and do some crazy shit. So it's, I don't know, man. I, it's like, to your point. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I would love that. That would actually be cool. And if it was like a concert rotation, like on like a, maybe like, maybe like a monthly rotation, the after dark content switches. And then like, I wonder just how much engagement that gets because you know it's limited time and you know it's only a certain time of the day. I think it'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
100%. Thundercats was goaded. Like, Thundercats, Thundercats is a goaded show. I'm taking I'm taking Gums's advice and, and I'm not uh, and I'm not ordering I'm ordering them because the first time around when we did it with the adult cartoons it was too tough I fucking yeah that shit was way too hard Johnny Quest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. That's another thing we haven't talked about really, but like theme songs and like tunes for those cartoons were so goddamn iconic. Like every single cartoon, because you only had like a like a five second slot to use like for as your little intro, like song tune type of thing uh, for a show, because it was like a thirty minute slot. So like you had to like get it quick, make it catchy, and get into the show. It was like a quick one. Yeah, the pilot had the full version, and maybe the first couple episodes of the first season did, and then, like, they always had, like, the abridged song when they were, like, two seasons deep that was just, like, a little bit shorter, but still had the same, like, you know, little catch to it. That always had to work. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, look, look, yeah, look, I'm, I'm just going to keep it, I'm going to keep it a buck too. Did you, do we all not know the, the ringtone from Kim Possible? Like, like it's, 
you know, you can, yeah, you can, you could argue about maybe like, you not watching the show or not all you want. I know the fucking theme. Like, like, exactly. Yeah, so, it's just shit like that, you know, that it's just like, it's too, it was too iconic. But, um, I'll get into my, my five. Um, I, 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 like I said from the start of the podcast, I gotta put SpongeBob at the top. It's my only kind of ordered one. It's just as what it is. Um, but then I'll throw in, uh, Dexter's Lab, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, uh, let's see. Shit. I'll probably go, hmm. And then I'll probably go, uh, Codename Kids Next Door. And then I'll go, go Hey Arnold, and and then I'll throw in Looney Tunes, just because I was making that Boomerang reference earlier, and every so often that was the one that I'd go back in that like, that's my nostalgia hit, was I'll throw in Looney Tunes. Okay. Okay, uh, Johnny Bravo could could be the one show that has aged probably so fucking horribly out of any of these goddamn shows. If 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 we were to talk, we were to talk about shows that like you know like adult content that wouldn't pass for today. Like Johnny Bravo's at the top of the list, and if I'm being perfectly frank, I don't know if it should have passed then. Like. That shit was that shit was wrong when it when it launched. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But I do I do love this question because it, you could see like like even like where everybody kind of differences like is like different in like about a three to four year age gap in like where they watched cartoons like there's just like a little shift in like where we all fit in like that weird like cartoon kind of era that existed a little bit fair enough i i also usually i usually assume I spend most of my time in this podcast understanding that you're probably judging me for something. That's, that's usually that's usually just like a firm understanding on this podcast. Like, audio listeners, let it be known that Gums is probably judging you at home too, and he probably hasn't even met you. So, yeah, I, I will. <laughs> gmail.com I judged the shit out of Vix's top five and they stopped returning my phone calls (laughs) 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 (laughs)
Big Big League Chew is it. Oh, yeah. I feel like... Bro, Big League Chew... Big League Chew is what taught Little Leaguers how to dip. I feel like. That's like... That's like how that's how you groomed like young baseball players to be addicted to tobacco by the time they were in high school. Like that's like how that went down. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I played Little League with Big League Chew and my freshman year of high school I was still had Big League Chew and I had mixed it with Copenhagen Chewing Tobacco so I'll, I'll I'm, pick and choose your battles that's all I'm gonna say and, and trust me not, not worth kids <laughs> no I was still spitting <laughs> but I was it, oh right when I lifeguarded towers, I knew dudes that would gut it, and I said, you guys are actual psychopaths. Like, It's fucked up because you said it, and now like I can't get the image out of my head. Like I feel like I was like, "Yeah, dude, the yeah, exactly." <laughs> this is the. This is, this is Kirby's, yeah, this is, this is, this is Kirby's, like, I walked 10 miles uphill both ways to school growing up type of section of the podcast, (laughs) in the snow, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Okay, I... <laughs> okay, I actually did get a BB gun for Christmas one year, so relax. And I'm the youngest and I'm the youngest one here. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, Gums, but that's a different brand of the judgment here, alright? Let's, let's fucking tone it back. <laughs> draft... I'm just gonna draft, draft this email now. What the fuck was that, Gums? Like... <laughs> Oh shit! He's the only one. He's the only one who's answered the question. That's that's why we've gone through. Yeah, it's got what? If you don't if you don't even them up, you know, it really grinds against your pinky toe. It doesn't feel nice. Like. I was gonna say, yeah, the roof of your mouth was tortured, that's for sure. <laughs> it's the only cereal you ever wanted to get, yeah, it's the only cereal you wanted to get a little soggy before you ate it, because it would just fuck your mouth up. <laughs> um, let's see, from a cartoon perspective... I feel like Saturday morning cartoons was when I would watch more like like the Batman animated series and like shit like that that was like more like I don't know more like the story driven cartoons because I knew I would watch like more cartoons that morning kind of thing or like I'd watch ones that I'd be a little more vested in versus like I feel like during the week like when I'm watching Spongebob it's like I'm not I'm watching Spongebob to watch Patrick into like hijinks with Squidward and fucking shit you know what I mean like it's not I'm not getting too into some nonsense Cereal wise, I was like a I loved a good bowl of Reese's Puffs, like like that. Or uh, yeah, it's another one. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh shit! Yep, that works. Uh, yeah, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I don't know what y'all was gonna say. Yeah, it was like a bot. It was like a botched British accent. Like, but not quite. Like, it was like weirdly in between. Yeah, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what what are we doing here? Man, this guy, this guy and his, this guy and his fucking semantics. This guy, this man and his, this man and his fucking semantics. (laughs) 
I did. I did watch Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I did. I watched a good amount of Yu-Gi-Oh. They did bang, yeah. You like what? You like you like you like life? Box of life, bro. I don't know if that changes. I don't know if that changes my judgment. <laughs> yeah. And so you had so you had tricks and lucky charms, and you were picking a bowl of life on a Saturday morning. I think we need to revisit that real quick. Yeah, I've. <laughs> We're making fun of Kirby. We're making. No, I was saying we've been we've been making fun. We can make fun of Kirby for being old, and Seth's out here eating life cereal on a Saturday, cashing his social security checks. Fuck it, like, the fuck? Yeah, what the hell was that? Oh, bro. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Huh, there's a lot of good ones in here too, especially with like specifically on some of these animated shows and whatnot. Like the first South Park movie that they did was really good. It was wild. It was raunchy. It was fucking outlandish. And I'll say this too: the Simpsons movie was a good movie too. You know, they did a great um, adaptation of that as well. So I mean, it's kind of hard to, to pick between um, s some of these movies. I'll say I'll say South Park because I think it's kind of top of mind for me right now. And I watched it a lot as a kid, so I think that just kind of is one that's kind of pretty front of mind at the moment. Um, one that I would like to see turned into a movie 
is also tough because I know that they obviously they just came out with Bob's Burgers, and they're kind of moving on with that one. I'm almost curious to see if they could do something with like Rick and Morty or Archer, um, and kind of build just because those two have such a weird lore that kind of sits between them. There's like it's like they all have this weird extended universe, and especially for a show like Rick and Morty that doesn't have a lot of episodes. They have, like, this, like, crazy weird fan base that has, like, this all this whole kind of, like, background lore that they've created for both of those shows that I think could somehow work in a movie format. Like, there's enough there that I think it could be pretty interesting to see. Ha! Fuck you, bitch! I bet on that ten bucks! Eat a dick, boy. Oh, did they? I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. I guess, I guess kind of both, right? Yeah. Yeah, as long as it started animated. Yeah, started animated. And you can't see. Well, I think I think you're almost kind of talking about it mostly as an IP, right? Because clearly they went from like, yeah, because you, you clearly went from like a comic to a cartoon into a universe of movies that have all done very well for themselves. So clearly it was done right. Mm-hmm. That guess be a good one. That was a great movie, actually. It's the only only one they've done very well. Gargoyle's movie could be good. I would like that one. Yeah. <laughs> we went down some rabbit holes. <laughs> talk about talk about, talk about tangent galore, Jesus. <laughs> 